Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and welcome back. It's been a few weeks. Uh, unfortunately, I did contract the spicy cough, so that knocked me out for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be out of commission for about a week, but it turns out that recording a podcast, very intensive on your voice, and for a week and a bit after, even after that, um, my voice was totally out of commission, so I ended up just taking the sign from my body that I needed to take a bit of a break, and took a few weeks off. I didn't really announce it, because I know listeners that you are always very understanding when it comes to that sort of thing and self-care, but I am now back feeling probably maybe 85%, uh, but I'm really, I'm feeling a lot better, and I'm super keen to get into our topic today because it is well overdue. We are going to take a look at the latest set for the Digimon card game, BT09X Record. Very, very exciting stuff. Lots of really, really cool cards and lots of decks being opened up by this uh, by this new set and this new meta. There was a bit of concern that it was going to be a one or two deck format. We've now seen that that is not really the case. There's a lot of playable decks. There's a lot of really competitively viable decks. So it's a really exciting time to be playing Digimon in English. And we have a lot to talk about. So, like always, we are going to be splitting our set review into two parts. Today's episode, we are going to focus on the new red, blue, and yellow cards. If you would like to hear about the new green, black, purple, or white cards, tune in next week when we're going to be talking about those. No state of the meta this week because there's just too much to talk about. We don't have the time or we can cover it. And in the future when BT9 as a format is more settled. So we're getting straight into it. BT9X Record is the latest set for the Digimon card game and it is built entirely around the (laughs) X antibody mechanic that we see in the Digimon franchise. So if you're not across sort of what XE antibody means within the lore of Digimon, as far as I understand it, and I'm far from an expert, but um, there was a movie that came out. The idea was that the digital world was overpopulated with Digimon, needed to be wiped and started fresh using something called the X program and certain Digimon were selected to be allowed to survive into the new world. It was going to be started fresh with only a few Digimon. But some Digimon developed a natural immunity to the X program called the X Antibody. Obviously, it's an antibody to the X. And not only did it allow them to survive into the new world, even though they weren't meant to, it also, in a lot of cases, mutated these Digimon into new forms that were often much stronger. So that's what we're seeing in the game. We are seeing kind of new X-antibody versions of classic Digimon that we've already seen that are mutated. They've got new forms and a lot of new power. Now, I'm going to be right off the bat, I'm going to make it very clear that personally, I'm not a huge fan of the X-antibody designs. I think for the most part, they look super over-designed. A lot of them end up looking like Michael Bay Transformers, that kind of sort of over-design. I don't really like them, but I know a lot of people are really, really keen on those designs. And I think it's cool. It's a cool idea. Law-wise, it's really cool. So, and mechanically, the way that they've represented it in the game is also really cool, really powerful. It opens up quite a lot of ways, different ways to play. So 
we can be excited about that, even if not all of us are necessarily excited about the designs themselves. Now, we have seen some X-Antibody cards already, cards that have the X-Antibody trait or that care about cards with the X-Antibody trait, but they are really going full in on it in this set. There are so many new X-Antibody Digimon. It's very, very exciting. In terms of new mechanics, there aren't really any... There's no new keywords, for example, but we do have a few new things that we'll talk about. One is a new timing, hand, meaning that you can activate the effect from your hand while the card is in your hand, which is pretty cool. It uh, It's only on a few cards, but it's a really interesting mechanic. I think it's going to be fun to play with. We also have now, we've seen traits on Digimon cards below the nameplate of each Digimon card. It has traits. So looking at Frigimon BT1, for example, it has Champion, it has Vaccine, it has Ice Snow. Now we have traits on option cards. We're getting a few option cards that have below their nameplates, they have traits. This opens up a lot of new design space, I feel. We're only seeing it on certain option cards that are X-antibody trait at the moment, and obviously that plays into the theme of this set. But I think the fact that they're willing to do this, I think that could open up a lot of design space in future. If we see different traits on option cards, maybe we even see different traits on tamer cards. They're willing to do it, they're willing to experiment with it, and I think it bodes well for the future health of the game because it's another design space that the designers get to play in. And I'm just spitballing because we don't really know how the design process for the cards of the Digimon card game work. We don't really have a lot of information about their process, but I think anytime we see something like this where it's very clearly a massive new design space and it's only used a little, we can probably expect that unless it goes down really poorly, it's going to make a return. So keep an eye out in future for traits on option cards and potentially, as I said, even tamer cards as well. So that's a general overview of the set. We are now going to launch into our card by card discussion. But first, as always, we have a couple of caveats before we get into it. Firstly, there are a lot of new cards in the set. I have a limited amount of time, I have a limited amount of voice, so we're not going to be able to talk about every single new card today, unfortunately. I've had to make some cuts, some cards I've cut, because I didn't think they were interesting enough to kind of be worth talking about on the show, they don't think they do enough, there's, like, they might be cool, but there's not enough to sort of talk about here on the podcast. Other cards I might have cut because they're very similar to something we've already seen, and I didn't feel like it's worth going over something that's basically like a color shifted version of an old card or just a very slightly different version of an old card. I'd rather talk about the cards that are really new and exciting and or maybe need to be explained because they're so different. So I'm trying to cover as many cards as possible, but I am going to miss a few. And if I miss one of your new favorite cards, I sincerely apologize and please feel free to get into contact with me because I would love to have a talk with you about that card if you're passionate about it. The other caveat is that the opinions I'm going to express are mine. I've only played a little bit of BT9, so I've got a little bit of experience with some of these cards, but not a lot. Mostly what it's based on is me reading them, knowing a lot about the game, and making a judgment call. And I'm not always going to be right. I think my tournament record speaks to the fact that I'm not, you know, a top-tier player or anything. So it's possible that my assessments are going to be incorrect, or that my assessments more to the point, are going to be different than yours. You might look at a card that I say is super powerful and think, no, actually, that's not really good. You might look at a card that I say, it's not really doing anything for me and think, Connor, that's the strongest card in the new set. What are you talking about? Totally fine for us to have disagreements. 
just be civil when you send me a message to tell me that I was wrong about a card, is all I ask. We're allowed to have different opinions, but let's be courteous when expressing those opinions, okay? All right, we're going to get into the new red, blue, and yellow cards. Remember, next week we're going to be tackling the new green, black, purple, and white cards. We are going to start off by taking a look at the new red cards. First, we have a new Koromon. This is red's new Digi-Egg. Level 2, your turn. While this Digimon has Agumon or Greymon in its name, it gets plus 1,000 DP. This is your most consistent DP boost at the level 2 if you're playing a Greymon heavy deck. It's a good card. There's just not much to say about it. This is good. It's going to see plenty of play. It buffs all your Digimon and you don't have to do anything in particular. Like you're playing a Greymon deck. You've got a lot of Greymon. Basically everything is Agumon or Greymon. You don't have to do put in any work to get this extra thousand, which makes it super consistent and it's going to be a really strong card. But as I said, just not that exciting. We've seen Agumon and Greymon cards before. We know that they exist. We know that that's always going to be an archetype that the game is going to support. It's not exactly setting the world on fire, but that's okay. You've got to eat your fruits and veggies, and this is very much a fruits and veggies card. Moving on to the level threes. First, we have Agumon X Antibody. This is a level three, three to play, zero to Digivolve, 2000 DP. It also has Digivolve zero from Agumon, and then it has on play or when digivolving, reveal the top three cards of your deck, add one card with Greymon or Omnimon in its name, and one X-Antibody among them to your hand. Place the rest at the bottom of your deck in any order. I really like the versatility here. You can use this to digivolve over another one of your Agumon for nothing. You draw a card, and you also, if it's in play, get that when digivolving search effect. Or, if you really need to, you can just play this from hand and you still get that on play effect. You only search the top three cards, but you do get to add potentially two cards to hand. And, you know, playing a level three, drawing two cards, that is an excellent rate. We very rarely see that. So you're going to want this in a deck that plays not only plenty of Greymon, but is also playing the new X antibody option. Because I should make it clear, because I found it very confusing when I was looking at these cards. When it says one X antibody, there is a card in the set called... X antibody, that's what it's referring to. It doesn't mean any card with X antibody in its name or X antibody in its traits. It literally means you could pick up a Greymon or an Omnimon and one copy of the new card X antibody. So just making that very, very clear because it tripped me up a lot. Every time I read one of these cards, I got it wrong. So X antibody, the option card is what it means as we move forward. I will make it very clear if it's not referring to that. Next we have Gilmon X Antibody, Th level 3, 4 to play, pretty pricey, 0 to Digivolve, 3000 DP, it has Digivolve 0 from Gilmon, it also has, when Digivolving, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3000 DP or less, and then the Inheritable reads, your turn, add 1000 to the maximum DP you can choose with DP based deletion effects. So, in addition to Greymon Tribal getting support in this set, we're also seeing Gallantmon decks getting a boost. Gilmon X Antibody has a pretty cool deletion effect on its when digivolving, so long as you've got enough Gilmon in your deck to reliably use it. And I think at this point, especially with the previous set EXO2, which was kind of Gilmon was one of the main Digimon in that set, we've definitely got enough Gilmon support, so you're going to be able to reliably use this if you want to build your deck around it. The Inheritable effect is another version of the Gallantmon line effects from that set, EX2, that all of them add 1000 DP to the max DP you can choose with your DP-based deletion effects. And I think having a backup of that effect or just another copy to go on a stack, because this does go over a level 3 and under a level 4, 
that's going to be very good. And I think you're going to find that extra one or 2,000 DP on your range is going to make all the difference more often than it might seem at first. I think it's especially useful with effects like Atomic Inferno, which let you delete Digimon with a combined total of DP up to a certain number. And an extra one or 2,000 on a card like that means a whole extra Digimon being deleted, which is pretty cool. I also like... That the Digivolve Zero from Gilmon that we see on this one, the Zero from Agumon we saw on the Agumon, and what we're going to see on cards like this moving forward, that's a special Digivolution cost. So you can do that in Raising as well. So keep in mind that you are going to be able to build a huge stack in Raising now, drawing a lot of cards. And it's going to be very cheap, because all of these digi uh, special Digivolution requirements are very, very cheap. So it's exciting. We're going to have big hands. We're going to have big stacks. That's what I like to see when I'm playing Digimon, so it's a good time to be me, I guess, or anyone like me who likes building a big red stack. Next up, we have Greymon X Antibody, level 4, 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 6,000 DP, Digivolve 0 from Greymon, so you can Digivolve over one of your specifically Greymon for 0, again, very, very good, drawing a card. The Inheritable Effect reads, All turns, when this Digimon has Greymon or Omnimon in its name, and an effect would delete it or return it to your hand or deck, you may trash two cards of the same level in this Digimon's Digivolution cards to prevent it from leaving play. This is a very interesting effect. It works in sync with the X-Antibody Digimon because they're all of them are Digivolving over another Digimon of the same level as we've kind of seen. With a full deck of all of the available X-Antibody Digimon, theoretically, if you had the perfect stack, you could have an Omnimon that has four pairs of the same level in its sources and that allows you to use Greymon's effect to protect that Omnimon four times. That's impossible to get rid of for your opponent. They're just wasting too many cards at that point. It's too many resources to get rid of. There are other ways to get sources of the same level beneath your Greymon or Omnimon, however. I always like to look at these fringe cases. First off, we the first off, we have Metal Greymon Ultras mode. That's a level 5 that digivolves over any other red level 5, which lets you be a bit more flexible with the way that you try to access this effect. We've also got Rowdy Rocker. This is an option card that lets you place a level 4 or lower red Digimon card from your hand beneath one of your Digimon. It could be of a matching level to one of the sources that's already there, allowing you to protect your Digimon with the Greymon effect. And then of course we got Shoutmon DX. That's a level six that Digivolves over another level six. And I'm not saying that necessarily you use Greymon X Antibody with these cards. I just want it known that there are different choices, different options besides just using, you know, the X Antibody cards. You can go a bit further afield with it. Speaking of Shoutmon, our next card is a level five Omni Shoutmon X Antibody. Eight to play, three to Digivolve. 8,000 DP. Digivolve, zero from Omni Shoutmon. When Digivolving Blitz, your turn while this Digimon has Omni Shoutmon or X Antibody in its Digivolution cards, this Digimon can also attack your unsuspended, your opponent's unsuspended Digimon. We got Shoutmon support. I loved Shoutmon back in BT5 and I'm always happy to get a red card that says Shoutmon on it in case that deck becomes competitively viable again because it was one of my favorites ever in the history of Digimon. I don't think Omni Shoutmon X Antibody quite does that much heavy lifting all by itself, but I still like the card. It's an interesting take on removal if you can get that Omni Shoutmon or X Antibody into its Digivolution cards and then you can blitz into an unsuspended Digimon potentially out of nowhere and just delete it, which is awesome. Unfortunately, with only one Omni Shoutmon in the game currently, and that one's only really useful in 
I hate to say it, a pretty outdated deck. Although, there's, you know, there's still people keeping the dream alive, but mostly Shoutmon's pretty outdated. I don't think Omni Shoutmon X Antibody is going to be seen a lot, at least not right now. But it is one to put a pin in for the future when we get more Omni Shoutmon cards, for example, in BT10, which is based in the series of the Digimon anime that Shoutmon came from. So fingers crossed that this card comes back around. War Growlmon X Antibody is our next card, another level 5. 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 8,000 DP, Digivolve 0 from War Growlmon, and then when Digivolving, until the end of your opponent's turn, two of their Digimon gain on deletion, lose one memory, then if War Growlmon or X Antibody is in these Digimon's Digivolution cards, choose any number of your opponent's Digimon whose total DP adds up to 6,000 or less, and delete them. So add its ceiling... You Digivolve Wargrowmon X Antibody on top of another Wargrowmon for zero memory. The effect gives two of your opponent's Digimon the on-deletion effect. And then you delete them with the second part of the effect, gaining two memory. Of course, that's like the ceiling. That's the perfect scenario. And very often you're going to be getting less than that. You might be able to delete one of your opponent's Digimon. But I think even outside of Christmas Land, this card is good. Obviously, you're going to pair it with War Growlmon, so you get both parts of the effect. But even outside of that, just the potential memory gain could be huge if you can hold the turn and then follow up with something like Crimson Blaze or Atomic Inferno and delete those last two Digimon with the on-deletion effect. So I think this card's a little bit more flexible than it might seem at first, and it's definitely very cool. Next, we have Metal Greymon X Antibody. The last level 5 in red, we're going to talk about 8 to play. 3 to Digivolve, 8,000 DP. It has Digivolve 0 from Metal Greymon. When Digivolving, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1. Then, if this Digimon has Metal Greymon or X Antibody in its Digivolution cards, this Digimon gets plus 3,000 DP until the end of your opponent's next turn. We've got plenty of Metal Greymon, so it shouldn't be hard to get the effects active on this card. And not only that, but you're in red, so the chances are you're already giving this extra DP or extra security checks. I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be able to swing for two checks at 12 or 13,000 DP with pretty reasonable consistency, which is crazy at level five. This is a, I think this is a solid card and I like it a lot. War Greymon X Antibody is our first red level six. 12 to play, four to Digivolve, 12,000 DP. Digivolve one from War Greymon. Not zero, one, so it does cost you memory, but still, that's very cheap. All turns when a card is removed from your opponent's security stack, gain one memory. End of attack once per turn. If War Greymon or X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with DP less than or equal to this Digimon's DP. There are a few things that I like about War Greymon X Antibody. Firstly, it's a Greymon, so it's got a lot of support. We've got multiple War Greymon already. A lot of them are good. And then we've also got just a ton of Greymon tribal support. So as the head of a deck, or like the what you're building around in your deck, this has huge potential straight away. Secondly, that memory gain effect we mentioned, not limited to once per turn, not limited to just your turn, not limited to just your opponent's turn. Every time you attack for chip damage, War Greymon gains you a memory. Your opponent uses their TK Takaishi to grab a card out of their security. You gain a memory. They perform Mastermon shenanigans. You gain a lot of memory. Wargreymon X Antibody has quite a few applications, and I think it's going to gain you a lot of memory, especially if you can deploy it effectively. Finally, that removal effect, very strong, especially if you can buff Wargreymon X Antibody's DP, and then it's easily triggerable due to the abundance of Wargreymon that we have at our disposal. This card feels to me like it's playing in a cool new space for red, and I think it looks like it's going to be strong and a lot of fun. 
Our next red level 6 is Gallantmon X Antibody. 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 12,000 DP. Digivolve 1 from Gallantmon. When Digivolving, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with the lowest DP. If no Digimon is deleted by this effect, unsuspend this Digimon. Your turn once per turn when an opponent's Digimon is deleted. If Gallantmon or X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, trash the top card of your opponent's security stack. If there's one thing that I really love, it is damaging security while you are safe from security effects, and Gallantmon X Antibody lets you do that very well. In a Gallantmon-focused deck, it's not going to be difficult for this to delete your opponent's Digimon consistently, and I think whenever you do, you're going to be trashing a card from their security, which is just... Mwah. I envision this deck with a lot of repeatable deletion effects, like the Gilmon line from EXO2. That gives you the op ability to delete opposing Digimon when attacking as an inheritable effect, and it pairs very well with this Gallantmon. You may also want to use the War Growlmon from the Gallantmon Red Starter deck, which is a pet card of mine that gives security attack plus one when you delete an opposing Digimon, which is something you're definitely going to be doing anyway. Four to Digivolve is a bit pricey, but you do either get to delete a Digimon and trash your security if you have the right setup, or unsuspend this Digimon, both of which are great options, and it gets even better if you can Digivolve it over a Gallantmon for just one and get those effects. Our final Digimon in red is Dino Rexmon. It's a level 6, and it's actually red and green. It costs 13 to play, 5 to Digivolve from red or green, 13,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, for each Tamer your opponent has in play, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon and gain one memory. And then it has all turns, once per turn, when an opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less becomes suspended, you may delete that Digimon. So Dino Rexmon is only a rare but I think it's actually pretty good. Against certain decks, it's going to be very cheap or potentially even a free Digivolution because your the opponent will just have so many Tamers out. It controls your opponent's board fairly well with that all turns effect. Really makes them think about the order that they're attacking in, whether they block, etc. And at 13,000 DP, it is a fairly powerful attacker. We are already spoiled for red top end cards in this set, but I think Dino Rexmon could be a sleeper, personally. There's just something about it that I just I find so intriguing, especially because it's in both red and green, which I find really opens up your deck-building choices. So I'm keeping an eye on this one. I think, I think there's something there that could be cool, but it's going to take someone much smarter than me to find out. Moving on to the options now. We first have Flare Rock Soul. Three to play. It says, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. Then, you may Digivolve one of your Digimon into a Digimon card with Shoutmon in its name in your hand for its Digivolution cost. And then the security effect is, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. Even more Shoutmon support. Uh, I don't know if this is the card that makes the archetype viable again, because you, especially because you have to pay the cost of the option and then also the cost of the Digivolution. So this is going to cost a lot of memory. But most of your Shoutmons have Blitz, so you can still attack after paying that memory. And then I would, I would just keep an eye on this card for future, because we're getting, as I said, more Shoutmon cards in BT10. But for now, I just don't think this crosses the line for me. It's a cool design, but not quite there for me. Next, we have Atomic Megaloblaster, a six-cost option. It says, choose any number of your opponent's Digimon whose total DP adds up to 10,000 or less, and delete them. I love Atomic Blaster, that's a red option card from the Gallantmon starter deck that's really similar to this except it can only target up to 8000 DP but it costs one fewer memory. 
I think in very nearly every situation, Atomic Megalo Blaster is just a beta version of Atomic Blaster. The flexibility is really nice. You can delete one large Digimon or multiple smaller Digimon, and that extra 2,000 DP, that's going to make a world of difference more often than you might think. I think that's a whole extra Digimon that you can delete. If you need flexible deletion in your deck, this is a great card. And then the last red option we're talking about is Gaia Force Zero. It costs eight to play. It says when you would use this card. If you have a Digimon with X antibody in its Digivolution cards in play, reduce the memory cost of this card by two. Main, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 13,000 DP or less. Then one of your Digimon with Greymon in its name may attack your opponent. This seems like a pretty good card at first glance. 13,000 DP hits nearly any relevant Digimon for just six memory once you get that reduction and then you get to attack with a Greymon but actually on looking closer I think it's not as good as you might think the cost reduction that's only applied when you literally have the Cardex antibody in one of your Digimon's Digivolution cards so that's a large setup to get that cost reduction you got to find your X antibody and it's not always going to come up even if you have four and the attacking effect doesn't let you attack with a Digimon that wasn't going to be able to attack anyway if you attack before using the option card. So why not attack first and then just play a Gaia Force and delete any Digimon or Atomic Megaloblaster and delete multiple? Uh, you can make an argument that this could get like a blocker out of the way that otherwise you can't attack around, but that feels like a niche case to me, especially because blockers aren't played as much anymore. Maybe other players are going to be able to see a utility for this that I can't. But the more I think about Gaia Force Zero, the more I think it's a trap. And that makes me sad because I love Gaia Force cards. And then finally, we have a new tamer, Tai Kamiya and Kari Kamiya. It's actually red and yellow. It costs four to play. It says, start of your turn. If you have three or fewer security cards, gain one memory. If your opponent has three or fewer security cards, gain one memory. Your turn, when one of your red or yellow Digimon attacks, you may suspend this tamer to have all of your opponent's security Digimon get minus 2,000 DP for the turn. Overall, I like this tamer. It enables aggressive strategies in yellow very well. It rewards you for attacking your opponent early, and then it punishes your opponent for damaging you. Then it allows you to attack into security much more safely, lowering the DP of your opponent's security Digimon. Plus, as a red and yellow tamer, it gives you access to more option cards across different colors, which is very, very cool. So on the whole, I like this. It's one of those not setting the world on fire cards, but it's just solid, I think. Solid B+. Alright, we're going to take a look at the new blue cards now, and first up we have, of course, blue's new level 2, Puyoyomon. I think I got that right. It says, your turn once per turn, when an effect adds a card to your hand, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP for the turn. I like Puyoyomon's design, I think it's playing in an interesting space. I just don't know that you're going to be able to trigger it consistently enough for it to be worth playing over something like Demi Vmon, which just needs you to have eight cards in hand. Puyoyomon does trigger when you draw a card through a card effect. So if you're drawing a lot of cards through some kind of mechanism, it might be worthwhile. Ultimately, I just think you've got better options at level two in blue, even if you do want the plus 1000. Next, we have the first blue level three, Garbumon X Antibody. Three to play, zero to Digivolve, 2000 DP, Digivolve zero from Garbumon, says on play when Digivolving, reveal the top three cards of your deck. Add one card with Garurumon or Omnimon in its name, add one X antibody among them to your hand, place the rest at the bottom of your deck in any order. This is the blue version of Argumon X Antibody, and everything I said about the Argumon applies here too. This is really nice search, it enables some cool new Garurumon decks that especially want to be using X Antibody, and ultimately everything I said about Argumon fits here. This is just a solid card. 
Next we have Jellymon. Level 3, 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, 2000 DP. Your turn, once per turn, when you play a blue tamer, draw 1. Inheritable says, your turn, once per turn, when an effect adds a card to your hand, return one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon to its owner's hand. Now, I think Jellymon could be maybe an interesting tech in blue hybrid, where of course you're going to be playing a large number of blue tamers, and therefore drawing cards with quite a bit of consistency, and the effect that returns one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon to hand is a cool way to pay off a strategy built around drawing cards. Again, I think that's an interesting playstyle that I hope gets explored in future, but I think most decks probably aren't going to want to keep a random level 3 around just for a little extra value when it could be Digivolved over, it could be something else. So at the moment, at least, I don't think Jellymon is fantastic. Moving on to the level 4s, first we have Garurumon X Antibody. It costs 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 6000 DP. It says Digivolve 0 from Garurumon. The Inheritable says, All turns, when this Digimon has Garurumon or Omnimon in its name and would be deleted in battle, you may trash two cards of the same level in this Digimon's Digivolution cards to prevent that deletion. Garurumon is very similar to Greymon X Antibody, but there's a few key differences that I think make it worse overall. Namely, Garurumon only protects your Digimon from being deleted by battle, rather than protecting it from dig- deletion by any means, which that's just strictly worse. I don't know why they felt the need to make the Garurumon so much worse than the Greymon, but here we are. It's still good, it's just not as good as the Greymon. But you can't play the Greymon in blue, so you're still going to want this card if you're building the Garurumon deck. Next we have Tesla Jellymon, 5 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 6000 DP. It says, end of attack, once per turn, you may trash two cards in your hand to unsuspend this Digimon. This is an interesting effect. It seems to be a bit of a payoff for the draw lots of cards strategy that the other Digimon in the Jellymon line are trying to steal, steer you towards. You draw a lot of cards, and then you have a lot of cards you can trash to unsuspend Tesla Jellymon. But Tesla Jellymon's only level 4 and it's only 6000 DP, so it's often not going to survive its first attack, and then you don't get the chance to unsuspend it. It doesn't give an inheritable effect, and it personally doesn't add cards to your hand, so it's got kind of minimal synergy with the other cards in its line. I was going to just flat say there might be a good space for this in future, but this isn't there yet, but I will add a little caveat here to the version of the scripture that I'd already written. Apparently this is better than you think because we have a promo tamer that works very well with it. We actually have Kiyoshiro, Kiyoshiro, Higa, Kiyoshiro Higashi Mitarai. Three cost tamer. It's a promo. I forget exactly where you get it, but you can buy them as singles is probably the easiest way to find them. Um, it says your turn when you attack with a Digimon that has Jellymon in its Digivolution cards, you may suspend this tamer to have that Digimon gain jamming for the turn. Now, all of a sudden, if you've Digivolved over a Jellymon, your test the Jellymon has jamming. It definitely survives to attack twice in one turn, and you're putting an enormous amount of pressure on your opponent. If you can find a way to give this security attack plus one, maybe you're using, for example, uh, the the new option cards from EXO2 that were built around the... Oh my gosh, I can't remember the names of them now, but those... The new option cards, there's the red one that gives security attack plus one, could be fantastic with this. You can put a lot of pressure on your opponent very, very quickly. So And that deck that I'm talking about here is not just a fantasy, it's one event. It's done well in events. It's kind of building up a bit of steam. So I, I was wrong, but I found out early enough to kind of fix it. So I guess I get to pretend that I was really clever and figured it out. Uh, yeah, to p- competitive Digimon people are... Amazing is, I think, the crux of that story there. 
Moving on to the level 5s now, we have Wegarumon X Antibody, 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 8,000 DP. Digivolve 0 from Wegarumon, it says, when Digivolving, unsuspend this Digimon, then if Wegarumon or <laughs> X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, return one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to its owner's hand. After a few disappointing cards and one weird card that's weirdly good. It's nice to talk about a card that's just obviously strong. Wegarurumon X Antibody has a few utilities. It's extra attack on your Wegarurumon because you unsuspend it. It protects it from your opponent's counter attack. It removes a level 4 with very little setup. And then like all X Antibody cards that Digivolve over another Digimon for cheap or for free, it's card draw. I think this is a great card overall and I think it does solid work. On to the level 6 down, we have a couple to get through. First, we have Sujinmon. This is a blue and black level 6. It costs 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve from blue or black, has 11,000 DP, and it has hand main, so you activate this effect when this card is in your hand. If you have a Digimon with Justimon or Raidenmon in its name in play, you may pay one memory to place this card under that Digimon as its bottom Digivolution card. Then it has when Digivolving, you may trash one Digimon card with Machine or Cyborg in its traits in your hand to place one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon at the bottom of its owner's deck. The inheritable reads, when attacking, return one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to its owner's hand. So, we've got Sujinmon and its partners Raijinmon and Fujinmon, and then, of course, Raidenmon eventually. Uh, they're interesting cards. The Sujinmon, Raijinmon, Fujinmon are all two colors, black and another color. They all have that same effect that you can activate while they're in your hand to place them as the bottom Digivolution card of your Justimon or your Raidenmon. They all have an inheritable effect, so you have a reason to want to put them beneath your Justimon or your Raidenmon. And they all have a when digivolving effect that wants you to trash machines or cyborgs in order to trigger the effect. So firstly, Surijinmon, Raijinmon, Fujinmon, and Raidenmon are all mach machines, and Justimon is a cyborg. So all of the pieces in this archetype can be trashed to use that when digivolving effect. And then there's also a large number of machines and cyborgs anyway, so you're going to easily be able to build a deck that can consistently trigger that when digivolving effect. I think this deck is going to be kind of a toolboxy deck that has the ability to pivot and use any of the level 6 machines as the situation dictates. I'm going to reserve judgment until we've talked about all the pieces because I don't think they necessarily work in isolation. Like you're not going to use Sujinmon without Rajamon, Fujimon and Raidenmon because it doesn't do enough by itself. But it sure seems fun to me. Like it seems cool and interesting. And then next we have Metal, Metal Garurumon X Antibody. 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 12,000 DP. Digivolve 1 from Metal Garurumon. When Digivolving, unsuspend this Digimon and it gains Blocker until the end of your opponent's turn. Your turn, once per turn, when this Digimon becomes unsuspended, if Metal Garurumon or X Antibody is in its Digivolution cards, return all of your opponent's Digimon with the lowest level to their owner's hands. This card feels like it has real potential. It unsuspends itself when Digivolving, so it's got the, that ability to swing for more than one check in a turn, which we know that's always powerful. It's also flexible because you can unsuspend an attack again or you can leave it unsuspended on your opponent's turn and make use of that blocker ability. Finally, it removes our opponent's Digimon with the potential to remove multiple Digimon at a time, which is really good. So we've got multiple checks, a well-supported archetype because it is a Garurumon, flexibility, removal that can be two or even more for one. This is a solid level 6 to lead a deck. I would include lots of Garurumon support cards, since you do need to play regular Metal Garurumons to get access to this removal effect. But ultimately, I've seen this deck in action, and it draws a lot of cards, and it's capable of controlling the board really well. So, very strong card. 
Moving on to the blue options now. First, we have Startling Thunder. Four to play. It says, return one of your opponent's level four or lower Digimon to its owner's hand. Then, if you have a Digimon with Jellymon in its name or with Jellymon in its Digivolution cards, return one of your opponent's Tamers to its owner's hand. Now, the viability of this card is kind of tied up with the viability of the Jellymon line. As we've seen, it's kind of hit or miss whether the Jellymon line is very powerful. We'll have to see how that aggro Jellymon deck pans out. This is a nice card in limited formats like Draft and Sealed, especially if you draw and play a lot of Jellymons in your limited deck. I just don't think it necessarily translates well to constructed play because you're just not going to be able to access that second effect a lot of the time. Next we have Metal Storm, a 7 cost option. It says when you would use this card if you have a Digimon with X antibody and its Digivolution cards in play, reduce the memory cost of this card by 2. Return one of your opponent's level 6 or lower Digimon to its owner's hand, then unsuspend one of your Digimon with Garurumon in its name. Now I like this a lot better. The potential to return an opponent's level 6 to hand for just 5 memory, that is pretty strong. Not to mention, it also allows you to unsuspend one of your Garurumon, and I really like this partnered with Metal Garurumon X Antibody, because you can attack with your Metal Garurumon, Digivolve to X Antibody, unsuspend, attack again, use your Metal Storm, unsuspend again, and now you've got your Blocker unsuspended. I love it. We have two new blue tamers to talk about. First is Matt Ishida and Sora Takanoichi. Blue and red, four to play. Start of your main phase. If you have eight or more cards in hand, gain one memory. If your opponent has eight or more cards in hand, gain one memory. Your turn, when one of your blue or red Digimon becomes unsuspended, you may suspend this tamer to return one of your opponent's level three Digimon to its owner's hand. Firstly, this is going to reward us for drawing a lot of cards. And you're playing blue, so you're going to draw a lot of cards. And then it punishes our opponents for doing the same. Secondly, it's a removal effect on a tamer. It's repeatable, it's easy to access because you're going to be unsuspending your Digimon at the start of every turn and then this will trigger and you get to return something. So long as you can keep attacking with a blue or red Digimon or otherwise getting it suspended, you basically stop your opponent from being able to keep any of their key level 3s on the board and it makes it hard for them to develop a second stack or really any real board presence. I like this card a lot, I think it slots into a lot of decks, and if you're using an abundance of blue or red Digimon, especially because the memory gain is so simple to access, you're going to feel very comfortable using this card. And then finally, oh, this tripped me up already when it was a probo and now it's actually in the set, Kiyoshiro Higashi, Higashi Mitarai. Four to play, start of your turn, if you have two memory or less, set your memory to three, so it is a memory tamer. And then your turn, when you attack with a Digimon that has Jellymon in its name or is level 5 or higher, if you have 7 or fewer cards in hand, you can suspend this Tamer to draw 1. Of all the Jellymon cards, I think this one has the most flexibility because it also triggers when you attack with any Digimon that's level 5 or higher. I like Kiyoshiro as a blue memory tamer. It's kind of an alternative to Davis Motomiya if you want to go a bit off the beaten track and draw maybe more cards over a longer period of time. And if your plan involves getting to level 5 or higher, which whose plan doesn't involve that, you're going to draw a bunch of cards off of this. And finally, we're moving on to the new yellow cards. First up, of course, the new yellow level 2, Tokomon X Antibody. We actually have here an X Antibody level 2. It says, your turn once per turn, when a card is added to your security stack, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 1,000 DP for the turn. I'm not the biggest fan of this. I don't think that minus 1,000 DP is a good return for adding cards to your security stack. That's not an easy thing to do a lot. Um, if you're planning to use a lot of effects that do it, you're using TK Takaishi for instance, then maybe you want this effect, but only getting to do it once per turn means this is never going to delete anything by itself and you need a lot of other DP reducing effects in any case. 
At that point, why not just use your level 2 slot to draw cards with the yellow Upamon or gain memory with the Bibimon? I think there's better things you could probably be doing. Next is Pillowmon, a level 3, costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, 2000 DP. It says, all turns, players can't play Digimon by effects. Now, I thought this one was, it's a very simple effect, but I wanted to talk about it because we have seen Digimon like this in the past, sort of level 3s that have ongoing effects that stop or hinder our opponent's game plan. I think maybe it's just because of the decks that people in my local meta play, but I think that Pillowmon is a particularly powerful instance of this. Against certain matchups like Mastermon, D-Brigade, those thrive on using effects to put Digimon into play, so they're going to hate this card. It also turns off Security Effect Digimon because that's playing a Digimon by an effect. The downside to Pillowmon, of course, it's only in yellow and it is very narrow. In a larger event, you're probably not going to want to dedicate deck space to such a specific effect unless you were really sure that you were going to come up against a lot of decks that are trying to play Digimon by effects. I can see huge use for this at the local level because you can sort of customize your deck to your local meta a lot more, especially if you're being terrorized by Mastermon. But so a very niche kind of a card, I think. Next is Salamonex Antibody. This is a level three that costs three to play. Zero to Digivolve has 3000 DP. It says Digivolve zero from Salamon. It also says when Digivolving, look at the top card of your security stack and you may add it to your hand. If you do, recovery plus one. Now, if you are playing plenty of Salamon and we do have a number of playable Salamon, so that's not a big ask, then this is a pretty solid card draw and solid effect overall. At worst, you'll be getting information about whatever the top card in your security is and then you can use that to your advantage. At best, you get to rescue a card you need from your security and then replace it so you've still got five security. Again, you do need Salamons to access the effect, but we have plenty of playable ones, so that's not too difficult. Overall, I think I like this. Moving on to the level 4s, and first we have Nefertimon. 5 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 5000 DP. It says Digivolve 0 if the name contains Gatomon. Armor Purge, which, for those who don't remember, says when this Digimon would be deleted, you may trash the top card of this Digimon to prevent this Digimon from being deleted, so it's a protection effect. And then when attacking, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 2,000 DP for the turn. We get more Armor Digimon. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm a huge fan of the Armor Digimon from the previous set, and now we finally have the complete Adventure 02 cast from that series of the anime. Nefertimon's effect is pretty good. It outright deletes an opposing level 2, or it allows Nefertimon to attack over a 6,000 DP Digimon if necessary. The downside here being that while the other armors can Digivolve for cheap over certain level 3 Digimon, Nefertimon only gets a discount when Digivolving over the level 4 Gatomon. Because of that, I think it's less flexible than the other armors, but it is still very usable. And then next we have Pegasusmon, which is the other missing armor from Zero Two. Uh, this is yellow and blue. It costs five to play, three to Digivolve, has 5,000 DP. It says Digivolve two from Patamon, has armor purge, and when Digivolving, one of your opponent's Digimon gains security attack minus one. Now, Pegasusmon's effect, only useful in certain situations. I think there are better Digimon that you could use in this similar kind of slot. The fact that it Digivolves from yellow is useful. We don't have many other armors that digivolve from yellow but otherwise i think you'd probably rather use something like angemon bt8 which is blue and yellow and just recovers one on digivolving so long as you've got three or fewer security i just think there's better options i'm not a huge fan of pegasusmon Moving on to the level 5s, first we have Angewomon X Antibody. 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 8000 DP. It has Digivolve 0 from Angewomon. It has when Digivolving, one of your opponent's Digimon gains security attack minus 1 until the end of your opponent's turn. 
Then, if Angelmon or X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards and you have Fiber Fuel Security cards, Recovery plus one. I wanted to make this card work, but it's just not like Jet, Jet Silphimon would be the better version of this. You can use Angelmon X Antibody to recover up to six, but you need to Digivolve on top of another level five Angelmon or have X Antibody, and so that's just not that efficient. In most yellow decks right now, you really need those level 5 slots to be doing more for this and really be keyed into your game plan. It feels like this maybe could be good in the future, but right now I wouldn't bother. Next we have Rise Greymon X Antibody. This is a yellow and red level 5. It costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve from either yellow or red. It has 8,000 DP. It says Digivolve 1 from Rise Greymon. It says when Digivolving, you may play one yellow or red Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. Then if Rise Greymon or X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 2,000 DP for the turn for each yellow or red Tamer you have in play. And then your turn for each Tamer you have in play, this Digimon gains, gets plus 1000 DP. Does anybody have any money on Shine Greymon receiving support in this set? Uh, Rise Greymon X Antibody seems like an excellent fit for Shine Greymon. Without the setup, you're still playing a yellow or a red Tamer card for free from your hand when Digivolving. That's good. You know, that's kind of free value. With the setup, though, you get a free Tamer, and then you potentially remove an opposing Digimon into the bargain. Even better, you can Digivolve this for just one memory over another Rise Greymon, so you get a ridiculously cheap Tamer into play. That's probably coming in on top of another free Tamer from the previous Rise Greymon, because two of the three Rise Greymon we currently have put Tamers into play. There's other places that this could fit, but I think something like Shine Greymon is the best fit for it, and it just... It seems like it's going to work really, really well, especially because it's red and yellow, and it really opens up your option capabilities for that as well. All right, moving on to the level sixes. First, we have Ryzenmon, yellow and black, level six, 11 to play, three to Digivolve from yellow or black, 11,000 DP. It says, hand, main, if you have a Digimon in play with Justimon or Raidenmon in its name, you may pay one memory to place this card under that Digimon as its bottom Digivolution card. It says, when Digivolving, you may trash one Digimon card with machine or cyborg in its traits in your hand to have one of your opponent's Digimon get minus 4,000 DP for the turn. And then the Inheritable says, when attack, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 4,000 DP for the turn. So the second of that Raidenmon Just Justimon support crew, Raijinmon's when Digivolving effect is strong. It does seem maybe a little underpowered for a level 6, but I love it's inheritable. That's repeatable. You do it whenever you attack. And likely it's going to either delete an opposing level 4 or lower Digimon, or it will allow whatever Digimon you put above Raijinmon to attack over... Basically, it's going to be anything except the very strongest Digimon. There's not much more to say. I think this is solid, and I'm really... The more I talk about these guys, the more I maybe want to build this deck. Like, these are not super rares. It feels weird, but good. It's exciting. Next, we have Magnadramon X Antibody. This is another level 6. It costs 12 to play. 4 to Digivolve has 12,000 DP. It says, Digivolve 1 from Magnadramon. When Digivolving, if Magnadramon or X Antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, all of your opponent's Digimon and Security Digimon get minus 1000 DP for the turn for each card in your Security stack. And then end of attack once per turn, you may add the top card of your Security stack to your hand to unsuspend this Digimon. Although Magnadramon X Antibody has excellent art, its effects kind of leave something to be desired. To get the DP reduction effect, you need to Digivolve it over another Magnadramon. And we just don't have any good Magnadramon at the moment. I wouldn't let that discourage you from booting the deck if you really want to. 
I love Magnadramon. I've built a deck around the BT1 Magnadramon, even though I knew it wasn't good. Just don't expect to win very often. Ultimately, this is going to have you playing subpar cards in order to access a modest effect. Like, you could play Yellow Wall Greymon. That returns a card from security to hand, unsuspends itself, has the same amount of DP, so it's got the same effect. Digivolves for three instead of four, so it's cheaper. And then it gives minus 6,000 DP whenever it attacks. So there's better options. If you like Magna Dramon, play it, but uh, yeah, there's better options. The final Digimon we're going to talk about today is Magnamon X Antibody. This is a level 6 yellow and blue Digimon. It costs 12 to play. 3 to Digivolve from yellow or blue has 11,000 DP. It's a Digivolve 4 from Magnamon. Says opponent's turn when an opponent's Digimon attacks. If a card with armor form in its traits or X antibody is in this Digimon's Digivolution cards, you may switch the target of attack to this Digimon. And then all turns when this Digimon would be deleted, you may place the top card of this Digimon on top of your security stack face down to prevent that deletion. Although Magnamon X antibody is put in with the yellow cards when you order the cards in the set. Uh, the deck that most likely you're going to find it fits in is actually primarily blue and it's Armor Rush, which is, it's just my favorite deck at the moment. So I'm so excited to get more support for it. Magnamon X Antibody really helps push Armor Rush. It acts as a pseudo blocker. It stops your opponent's attacks like a lot of them because that effect is not once per turn. It just stands in the way of your opponent's attacks so long as they don't have something that attacks over it. And you, even if they do, you don't have to use the effect. Uh, it's very defensive. It's got that recovery type effect. The best armor rush decks moving forward, I think, are going to be playing Magnamon X Antibody. I've played with it. It's a great card. It's just really strong. Too strong to pass up if you're playing armor rush. Speaking of armor rush support, we have Awakening of the Golden Knight as our first yellow option card we're going to talk about. It costs three to play. It says, well, while you have a Digimon with armor form in its traits in play, you may use this card without meeting its color requirements. It says, you may Digivolve one of your Digimon with armor form in its traits into a Digimon card with Magnamon in its name in your hand, ignoring its Digivolution requirements and without paying its memory cost. The Digimon that Digivolved with this effect can't have its DP reduced by your opponent's effects until the end of your opponent's turn and then the security effect says security return one card with magnamon in its name from your trash to your hand and add this card to your hand this option card is the other key piece that makes your armor rush deck a deck to contend with in bt9 magnamon x antibody is a level six but all of those armor forms are level fours now with awakening any armor form digimon can immediately digivolve up into magnamon x antibody you don't have to worry about having a level five and it's protected from having its dp reduced for a turn when you do that which is great. The security effect as well lets you recycle your Magnemons and your Magnemon X antibodies, so you can really get a lot of use out of them. This is a key piece to the deck. I'm chuffed to see my favorite deck from the last format immediately get more strong support. Really cool card. The last yellow option card we're talking about is Sunrise Buster. It is yellow and red. It costs five to play. It says you may play one yellow or red Tamer card from your hand without paying its memory cost. Then one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 3000 DP for the turn for each yellow and or red Tamer you have in play. This is a very strong card. Getting the value of a Tamer into play as well as a very strong removal effect. All it takes is four Tamers in play to start removing level six Digimon, and that's not a huge bar to clear. So Sunrise Buster is very powerful, especially out of security. The downside 
is you need a red Digimon or Tamer and a yellow Digimon or Tamer to play it from hand. But you have the new red and yellow Tamer, Taikamiya, and Karikamiya. You have cards like Rise Greymon X Antibody, which are red and yellow. And you have, of course, the old Rise Greymons, which also count as red or and yellow in a lot of cases. This is a solid card overall. I think this is an excellent, excellent option card if you're playing specifically around that kind of Rise Greymon red, yellow Tamer control. Next, we have TK Takaishi and Izzy Izumi. This is a yellow and green tamer. It costs four to play. It says, if you have a level five or higher Digimon in play, gain one memory. If your opponent has a level five or higher Digimon in play, gain one memory. And then it says, your turn when one of your Digimon digivolves into a yellow or green Digimon, you may suspend this tamer to have one of your opponent's Digimon get minus 1000 DP until the end of your opponent's turn. I like this card. I'm not sure I love it though. The memory gain is great. It's not going to be too difficult to get into a situation where you're gaining two memory from this, but then your opponent has a level six or a level five. So you're also in a bad spot. The DP reduction seems small to me, but then you could combine it with other reduction effects and it might be the final 1000 DP that you need to delete a key Digimon. So I'm not going to fault it too much for that. What I like most about this, this and the new red and yellow tamer is that as a multicolor tamer, it can be it, it can be played with effects because it's yellow, like Rise Greymon and Rise Greymon X Antibody. And then it opens up the flick, the color of option cards that you could include. So your yellow tamer based deck all of a sudden can include green options, hidden potential discovered. It can include red options. That's really cool. And I'm really excited to see what people smarter than me can do with that ability. With that, we've reached the end of the first half of our set review. Already it's very exciting. There's some great cards we've talked about today. A lot of decks being created or receiving support, which is awesome to see and really healthy for the format as a whole, I feel. So we've got lots more to talk about next week. Make sure you tune in. But for now, you have heard enough from me, and I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is a bit of a cheeky one. I want to know, how do you feel about the X-Antibody Digimon design, specifically aesthetically? Do you like them? Are you pro X antibody or do you not like them like me? Do you think they're a bit over-designed? Are you anti-X antibody? If you have an answer to that listener question and you're feeling brave because it's a bit of a controversial topic, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Memory Gage Podcast. You can tweet at me at Connor EFMG, or you can join our Discord server. Links to all of that will be in the show notes of this episode, and I am always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes of this show come out each and every week now that we're back from hiatus, so make sure that you follow us on your podcast service of choice so you can stay up to date. And if your podcast service of choice allows it, rate and review the show. It's so important for the health of the show and to make sure that people are finding us. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. This is The Memory Gauge, logging out.